It is the rush on the ref. Tyler McComas, Teddy Lehman. He is our favorite guest. He joins us every single Tuesday at 320. Brought to you by Yo Pablo on Campus Corner. He is Bob Stoops. You know what we've never asked Bob about before? What's that? If he is still an avid bocce ball player. Uh, ah. Bob, welcome to the show. Is it bocce ball season? <coughs> it's always bocce ball season. Long it depends on the weather, but in Youngstown, they've got indoor courts. So uh, if I was in Youngstown, I'd be in a league this Man. time of year. Uh, how are your bocce skills? I haven't played. The last time I played bocce ball, Coach Mariucci up in whenever he was head coach in Detroit used to have a, a fundraiser every year doing some bocce ball. That's the last time I played. Do you, do you have a, a court or anything around your house here? I have a court in my backyard. So uh, wow. absolutely. Okay. No, my, my, my skills are solid. I wouldn't say... I wouldn't say they're Youngstown solid. Now those guys back home, now they're they're professionals. But uh, I can handle. I can you know I can hang uh, with about anybody around here for sure. That's pretty good. I like that um, bocce ball. I may have to give that a look a little bit. Trying to uh, try and get some skills going there. I tell you where you need to play. You ever go to a beach? Yeah. You you get you get a set of for your for your trip. Bring a set of bocce balls. It's fantastic on the beach, and it. Soft sand, you can play the high flight and you land it. Or you get a good, you know, when the tide goes out, you get a good rolling sand. Then you, you, you know, the traditional rolling bocce. I like Fantastic it. on the beach. Is there any chance that with one hand I can play and the other hand I can drink rock and roll tequila? Is that, is I think that that's encouraged? What, or? In the rules, you have to do that. Okay, I think. good deal. No, that, that's 100%. I mean, you get disqualified if you don't have something with you, especially a rock and roll. Uh, I, I wanted to ask you, I don't know that we've ever had a conversation about Texas. Um, they've obviously gone through a really bad decade down there. Now, they've, they've had some, some okay teams within that stretch, like here and there, but over the last decade, they've had some real struggles. What do you think's going on down there, and is it is it something that they're going to be able to, to finally crawl out of, or is there something like really going on down there culturally ingrained in the, in the program that's going to be really difficult to get out of? Well, listen, I'd be the first to say I have no idea since I'm not down there. So, mm -hmm. you know, you can speculate all you want. Um, you know, there's always a million reasons why something could not be working, but it has been. It's been poor. You say all you want, and, and I don't know why. Uh, but um, let's face it, um, you know, Tom Herman, what did he win the last four bowl games? And they were at least bowl eligible and won four bowl games. Is that correct? The last four years, I think? Uh, I think that might be right. Yeah. No, yeah. they weren't any big bowl games, of course. But They still. made the one Sugar Bowl uh, right against yeah, Georgia. Right. Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. So they did have a good one there. Yeah, absolutely. But I don't know. But then and now, you know, this happens this past year, so – You'd say all they want. That that wasn't what anybody was expecting. So, you know, we'll see if they can work their way out of it. I don't know. That's that was had to be disappointing last year after you let another coach go. Bob, I'm curious about your three years at Florida in the nineties. You you win a national championship in ninety six as a defensive coordinator. Great years in 97 and 98 as well. But during that time, I, I don't know how many programs out there were trying to, to get you to be their, their head coach, 
But during those three years, especially after you win a national championship, how did you view opportunities to be a head coach? Like, what did you really look at as, as opportunities to leave and say, okay, I, I'm not going to leave unless it's a great head coaching opportunity? How did you view that whole situation at, at, uh, in Gainesville? Well, it, it kind of grows on you. My first year, uh, 96, we won the national championship. And actually, I had a coaching interview uh, after the SEC championship. We beat Alabama. I had to fly uh, to Minnesota the next day, the next morning. And I actually realized they weren't going to have a president or chancellor by the time I left being up there. So I knew I wouldn't take the job without the chancellor or the president hiring me. So I tried to bail out on the interview. I tried to, but I realized I was going to make them look bad or leave them in the lurch talking to their people. So I said, okay, I relented. I'll I'll come, but I know I'm not going to take the job. And so, you know, so then the following year, I had another opportunity to interview for a job, and I didn't feel I fit very well uh, with that particular play. I don't want to name, you know, what schools. And so, uh, you know, I turned down one the first year, and the next year I refused to go on an interview. I didn't feel I fit. You know, I, I just wanted to wait for the right. And that's what Coach Spurrier's message was to me. He was all for me to be a head coach, you know. He when the right ones came, he was in my corner and pushing me, you know, Iowa and Oklahoma at the same time. But before that, his point to me was, he called me Bobby. He says, Bobby, you're, we're not going bad here. We're going to continue to be good. Wait for the one that fits you perfectly. There's no, you know, don't be one of these coaches who you think you're never going to get another chance and take something that doesn't fit you. You're not the right fit or they have a lot of struggles, you know, whether it be geographically. You know, teams have natural struggles for different reasons. He said, so just wait for the right one. And I did. You know, and truth be told, I loved working for Coach Spurrier, and we had a great relationship. And, and uh, heck, even in the spring, in those days, he didn't let me go out recruiting in the spring because he wanted me around to go golfing with him. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's so nice. I, I, I had a great job. You know, and he was great to me. And uh, so, anyhow, you know, that was the deal. Just wait for the right job. Wait for the right one. And because we're doing so well and I was young enough, he said, you'll, things aren't going to stop coming to you. And, and he was right. Well, what's – number one, when did you feel like, okay, th- yeah, I want to be a head coach. And I know that's probably – always there you probably always envisioned that but when did it start to like click like okay like this is something I need to start preparing for getting getting my affairs in order so I'm prepared if I get an interview was that did that come pretty early on and the second part is I think it let during, me answer that first okay that never was my mindset yeah I didn't care about being a head coach I loved what I did right much like Brent I think much like coach Venables I I love being Working where I worked with Coach Furrier, we were winning and being a D coordinator, I was paid well. Loved it, you know, living in a great area. I didn't feel I had to be a head coach to complete my circle or cycle, whatever you want it to be. That wasn't, that, but the more teams kept calling me, I realized I'm going to have to either keep saying no or, you know, I'm going to do this. And I'm a pretty, you know me pretty well. I'm a pretty easy and simple guy and don't need a lot. 
And truly, after my first month on the job here, month and a half, I go home, and this is in my book, I go home and my back to Gainesville, I land in Jacksonville for the Christmas break. Because, you know, it's a dead period in recruiting, and I went back to settle my affairs, selling my house, and see Carol and Mackie, my baby was, Mackie was only a year old, and, and my car dealer picked me up at the airport, and we're driving back to Gainesville, and I said, Rick, I think I've ruined my life. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> he started laughing at me. He goes, what are you talking about? I go, I don't know what I got into. I go, this is crazy. You know, all the everything that's coming at you left and right. And, and you have to think of what the state of affairs were here at the time. It wasn't very good, you know. Mm-hmm. So, bottom, you know, I was afraid, you know, maybe this wasn't right for me or we're never going to be able to turn it around. You know, you know how it is. In the first month, sure. I was I was just overwhelmed. And, uh, but anyway, he, he, you know, a year or two later, he was at the national championship game with me, Rick Rundle. Is my car dealer, good buddy. He goes, I guess you didn't ruin your life, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> you know, the second part is, I think, whenever you made the transition to head coach, and it was it, it was kind of right on that new era of college football. I mean, previously, it was kind of more of a, a natural prog- progression where maybe you waited a little bit longer. But, God, Coach, the money now – for head coaching in college football, even at some programs that are middle of the road in their conference traditionally, like it, it makes it probably way more difficult to say no to some of these jobs. Well, it depends. Um, if you have the confidence to, to hang on and realize you'll have other opportunities, it'll probably be better than you do. If you feel you just got lucky and had one good year, and now's my time, then maybe you do. There's always a lot that goes into it. And again, the confidence to, you know, you're not going bad. I'm going to keep having opportunities. Then you wait for the right one. So that point being, even though this one may pay really well, how come 15 other coaches ahead of me have never won more than five or six games? Yeah. You know, or, and then you wait for one that they traditionally – like here, when you know ten, eleven games a year, then you you know you can wait for something like that. So there's a lot that goes into it, and coaches always kind of weigh those options. Coach Bob Stoops is our guest. Go pick up some rock and roll tequila at your local liquor store. Bob, OU softball starts off thirty six and zero. That is a record to start off the season in college softball. But it had me thinking about. OU's other win streak that is so famous, the 47-game winning streak. I feel like Miami got close to that in the early 2000s, USC, I guess, in 05 as well. But with the current structure of college football, with the four-team playoff, with the added playoff that's sure to come, is ever is anyone ever going to break this 47-game win streak in, in the sport, or is it going to live kind of and go on forever? Well, I, I wouldn't think so. I think it'll be, you know last forever just the way – football has changed and they hit it at the right time and coach Wilkinson and those teams were incredible and uh so I I find it hard to you know to think that somebody could do that again uh, just the way it's all structured today um interestingly my high school football coach Don Butchie was the backup quarterback for Notre Dame that came in here and beat us ah that ruined the streak 
Yeah. Dang it. Yeah, he was uh, he was the uh, backup quarterback at Notre Dame at the time. So oh. He was here. I bet yeah. you guys heard that story a million times growing <laughs> up, right? No, he, no, he, he never – You had to pry it out of him, huh? No, someone else told me that, and then I asked him about it, and he says, oh, yeah, and he goes, well – he wasn't going to be bragging about it if he was sitting on the bench. There was nothing much to brag about. It'd be well, one thing point. if he was the quarterback that beat him, right? Fair point. Fair point. Well, coach, we appreciate it. I'm telling you, I think uh, I think you need to put out like a bocce kit or something. Let's get this thing going, Bob Stoops bocce ball. That's that's going to be the thing. It's, it's a great game. It's uh, you play it about anywhere. You play it on your front lawn. You know, you play it anywhere, so uh, it's uh, it's fun, easy easy to do. Good stuff, coach. Maybe, maybe there's a Bob versus Baker bocce ball game at oh. halftime of the spring game. That's right. You know? I don't yeah. think I don't think we'll have time for that. <laughs> <laughs> coach, we appreciate it. Thanks for stopping by the show. All right, guys, good to be with you. See you. Boomer sooner. Boomer sooner, coach. Good stuff. <laughs> bocce ball, huh? Man, I, I, it's uh, been I a can lo- be down now. After he mentioned. Beach bocce ball. I had for, forgot. I've played beach bocce ball since I played like the legit. Was, was that the same beach trip that you beat the Kansas State football team in the uh, tug of war? Or is uh, that a different beach trip? Did you no. beat Kansas State in tug of war and bocce ball on the same trip on the same beach? It'd be legendary. No bocce ball to be found on that beach. Uh, kegs, uh, beer bongs, a lot of that going around. No bocce ball, but uh, that's good stuff. I like it. He's confident in his bocce skills. I like that. I wouldn't you be? I mean, he he played yeah. in Youngstown. <laughs> I've never, uh, I've I've never entered into the Youngstown city limits, but that town has a reputation, man. I feel like I'd be incredibly nervous just walking. Everyone can fight here. Everyone can play yeah. bocce ball here, man. I think there's probably. You can get a like a line on a backyard bocce game to bet on in Youngstown. I think there's probably a, a, a syndicate you can go to for that. That's so, pretty fun. Someone texted in during that and said, "Please, please ask Coach how long he thinks Ben and Jennifer will last this time around." <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, I saw that their fifty-five million dollar home purchase fell through. I feel bad for him. Oh, man. All right, quick mm. timeout. More from the rush coming up. Hour number one rolls on.